All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Thunder Coast to Coast. I'm your host for this lovely Tuesday evening, which will be Wednesday morning for Laurie. And it will be early evening for Makana there on the West Coast. Today, we have a lot to talk about. I know, guys, you cannot see me. You cannot see me. This is a YouTube video, but you cannot see me. But I am here. I'm human and I'm not a bot. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. And can, you, can, can you hear that? <laughs> I think I'm going crazy. God, All I hear in my head is. is just like, Nader. Oh, he played well Nader. the other night, too. He played extremely well the other night. We're not talking about the Phoenix Suns. We're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And recapping oh. this week. Has some tough games. Has some tough games. So how do you guys feel about the games that OKC played on? looks like it was Wednesday and Friday, and then, of course, last night. We look like absolute dog poo-poo. <laughs> we do not look good. I just I thought that we looked terrible. So who, who did we play? So we had Phoenix, we had Phoenix Brooklyn, and Houston. Yeah. And Houston. Phoenix, Brooklyn, Houston. I actually didn't mind the way they played against Brooklyn. Like, they hung around for a while. They just couldn't make a, an extended run to really close the gap. There's too much firepower on Brooklyn, right? So there's yeah. too many shooters, too many shooting, too much shooting. Um, and last night, oh, man, <laughs> it was just awful. Like, what, did Rockets shoot like 11 from 13 from three in the first quarter? Mm-hmm. It's like 48 points. And they missed no the buzzer beater to make it 51. Yeah. Exactly. Like no one's guarding anyone. So I was I was pretty frustrated with uh, last night's game. Just by just by the way that we played, I just thought that we were we just came out gun shy against a team like the Rockets. They can shoot, so makes it a bit tough for us. Yeah, it's always tough when you play against the Rockets and they just make shots and of course they don't even have Harden anymore because that was the whole reason okc played houston it was like oh we can beat them because you just throw lou dort on harden and it ruined their entire game plan but they still got shooters john wall decided you know what whatever i'll i'll shoot well this time <laughs> and ball out so that 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 always sucks but you know the bright spot um is that teo maladon has started now four games in a row um, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but he, he's played really well, I've thought, um, especially that Brooklyn game. Um, and I said this last episode, but I run the, the Teo Burner account on Twitter, and I missed the Nets. I missed the Nets game. I was out of town for the weekend. I tweeted out before the game. I'm not going to be able to miss it. I come back and find out that he scores 24 points on six of six three point shooting. One of the one of the nuttiest games. Um, yeah, he was madness in that game. He was so so good. No, no hesitation. It was so good. Yeah, he he started off the year, and it, it, he seemed like you know he was just willing to pull it. Then he got a little bit gun shy because you know the shot wasn't falling, but he made those shots, and it, it seemed like when he when they played against Houston, he at least felt like he could take the shots. I, I think he took seven shots overall, um, had eleven points, but you know he's been playing well, and, and with George Hill out. Um, that'll that'll be a really interesting thing to watch, um, especially with all the other guys. You know, to give a full layout of what we talk about today, because I'm kind of you know foreshadowing. Uh, we'll get into George Hill, uh, possibly some trades. Um, then we'll talk about the guys getting sent to the G League, and like we talked about last episode, 
we will do our SGA discussion slash rant slash, I don't know. I, I don't think it will be that slanderous, but I, there may be some slander towards SGA thrown. Um, we'll <laughs> see. We haven't talked a ton about SGA together, so we'll see what everybody's thinking about him. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought that they played well, um, considering I am very pro tank. So yay tank. Good job. Oh, goodness. Yay tank. And now with OKC losing and Miami losing, what about those picks? What happens with those picks? I know you guys know the details. What happens with Miami? What's going on? Like it's so weird. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening here. It's it, they, it's, it's it's odd. It's they haven't been healthy all year. A um, that's one reason why I think they're not playing well. Um, I think Myers Leonard's out for the season. He's having season-ending surgery. I just saw that today. So. I, I just don't know if he was part of their regular rotation, though. Yeah. I think it was Alinek, um, Adebayor, and I think they were having Iggy play, like, more 4-5 role. And they also have uh, Pratchett, Precious. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Achua. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Achua. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to try and say it. I, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I suck at that, too. But the, the Phoenix Suns game was a very good game. We had some momentum. And it's like, okay, we play Phoenix, have some momentum, and then we're going to play Brooklyn, and they average like 140 points a game. So it's kind of like you go from – that's a huge extreme. Like when you have to play a team like the Phoenix Suns, they score, but they don't score like Brooklyn does. Then you have to go play Brooklyn, and they score so – such a high clip that's a really really big turnover like from team to team so well, you would have seen you would have seen the the meme, not the meme the the tweets and stuff going around they brooklyn have historically the greatest offense but mm-hmm. they also have the historically the the worst, worst defense. defense yeah that's insane ever so <laughs> it's like <laughs> so i want to go over basically what OKC did in those games because OKC against Phoenix took 85 shots against Brooklyn. They took 86 Brooklyn took a hundred shots against them. The pace that you're talking about Amber and the, and the scoring ability was just so different and OKC, they can put up points, um, but they, they have a lot of guys that are very streaky shooters and I, I think it was that the Phoenix announcer that kept referring to Dort as, well, he's a very streaky shooter. Um, I think it was the Phoenix announcers that kept saying that, um, not realizing that. If, and they also were like, yeah, you look at this OKC team and you just have no idea who the rosters are. We're going to have to keep looking at our <laughs> scoreboard. And it was like they kept disrespecting OKC all night long. Um, and Al Horford just went out there and – he had a, he had a big game, one of the best games of his years, which is which is nice to see because, you know, we want to trade him probably next year, um, just to get some value. I don't know if OKC will be able to get any, but if he plays well, they may be able to get something for him because Sam Presti, or, or I should say Sam Finesti, um, is very <laughs> good at getting. I mean, just think about what we got for Carmelo Anthony, who was horrible. We got Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen that? Is like a, he's like eleven from fifteen from three since coming back from his baby. Yeah, Al, Al, Al Horford. Yeah, it's like eleven from fifteen or something. 
Post Baby oh. Al. I like it. I like Post Baby Al. <laughs> Post Baby Al. <laughs> Post Baby Al. I like it. And I, yeah. I was kind of hard on him earlier, you know, during the season because, like I said oh, before. Oh, hell yeah. Like I said before, hell like, yeah. I want to see Atlanta and Boston Al. Like, but you know that he's older and you're probably not going to get that. You know what I mean? Just not the same system, not the same players. But I'll take what I can get from Al. I really, I really will. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting the way that he plays and he would be, maybe this will come up later talking about SGA, but the, the way that OKC uses him, I mean, I feel like when he, at least, you know, he and tail likes to run the pick and pop doesn't do it very often, but when they do that type of thing, it works. Um, Lori, you brought it up, you know, he's been shooting very well from three, but it's like SGA like doesn't use the screens. It's very different from when, Chris Paul was here and it was like every play Steven Adams is coming up and setting a screen. Cause that's been OKC's offense with Westbrook. It was the same thing. So it's like not having that, you know, screen is kind of changing the way that just, we have to watch OKC basketball and he's good. Let him shoot. Let Muscala shoot too. Like why, why does OKC not utilize the three point shooting bigs that they have? Because they got him. Um, they can both shoot. I think it was the preseason where it, was it the preseason where both of them like went absolutely ballistic. I or maybe it was Poku had a good game and and Muscala had a good game, but it was right. like those guys can all shoot. Um, looking at obviously Poku's going down to the G League, but like you know Roby isn't a bad shooter. You know you can get him in some pick and pop. Like I don't understand why there's there's no. Um, pick and roll or pick and pop game going on. The, the, the ball is not moving like it should. And it's just one-on-one, which if you're going to tank, which I am full support of, don't do it in the way of just having everybody go one-on-one every single play, because that's not really going to make them very much better. At least if you run an offense, it can help, but they're not doing that right now. And it's, it's frustrating to watch, like watching Houston play. It was like, OKC okay, so was just, you know, all right, your yeah. turn. The, the Houston game was frustrating. What did you see in the Houston game, Amber? Did you see anything that annoyed you in the Houston game? The first quarter annoyed me. <laughs> and then, okay, they were making a little push. And in that third quarter, it just looked like on defense, people were out of position on defense, offense, there was no offense. Unless I'm looking at something different, I didn't see an offense. I didn't see anything ran that looked promising because, like we said before the broadcast started, it's a bunch of ISO, and they don't they don't have the players. We don't have Kyrie. We don't have James Harden. Like, OKC is not an ISO team. OKC has to move the ball in order to be successful. And I think, like Makana said, that pick and pop with those bigs should really be OKC's bread and butter because what else does OKC have? SGA does get downhill. I think he leads the like he's a top five in NBA getting downhill, getting in the paint, and you know scoring or drawing a foul. But I want to see more ball movement. If you move the ball in the NBA, just like rec league, just like college, you move the ball in the NBA, you will get a good shot. OKC shoots a lot of threes. I didn't realize how many threes OKC shot until I looked at the graphic and I said, holy shnikes, OKC shoots a lot of threes. But the ball movement bothers me. The defense, 
young team that to learn how to play on a string together, okay. But at least on offense, if we can get the ball moving on offense, I think that would be a step towards the right direction. I don't know if he needs to tweak something in the offense or what, but something has to change with that offense. We should we should save some of this for the rent. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. Is that <laughs> I, I think I all of our complaints win. about this week have to do with, with a particular player. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, listen, I'm not going to say all that in the rant. That might be part of my rant, and I don't mind repeating myself in a different way, if that makes sense. So if I have to repeat things that I said before, that's okay with me. But I'll just say Thanks. them in a different manner. Don't steal everything, because I want to say something, too. I'm not going to steal anything. I promise, Lori. I share. I share, Lori. I share. Okay. You can go caring. first with your rant. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's. I think we can kind of move in since you know most of the stuff we're talking about in the week recap is related to what we'll talk about later. So if you want to just listen to our SGA, the title of this episode slash YouTube video will probably be related to SGA. Um but let's talk about George Hill. Um, you know, he's been out. He's going to be out for, I think he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. But he still has, I think, decent trade value. He's a very solid role player. Um, he can be a starter, uh, but he'd be great off the bench. We saw what he did in Milwaukee last year, leading the league in three point shooting. But is there, I don't know. What do you think OKC can get for George Hill this year? And Lori, I know you're the you're the trade guy. You love looking into this type of thing. So, what do you think that OKC can pull out? Right. Well, with George Hill, I I absolutely think we could get a late first for him down the line somewhere, just because of like the what he brings as a secondary ball handler, which a lot of teams need. Um, he's not going to be your primary, so he'll be a good player to have coming off your bench. And running a second unit um, for a championship team, I just think he still has all all of the qualities of a really good player, and I think some teams will be willing to give up something for him uh, because he's actually played pretty well this season. I feel like, like, what do you guys think about his play so far? I mean, he's been solid in my opinion. Uh, the issue is. He's not playing in an actual offense. It's just kind of everybody out there, which makes it touch to evaluate him. Because if he's playing in a system, I think he'll be really good. Um, yeah. Like he's he's shooting the ball decently. Like he's facilitating well. The issue is the OKC's just entire team is very stagnant. So, you know, obviously he's not going to – like he'll probably put up better numbers where he goes, even though he'll come off the bench most likely. But right. it'll probably be like, oh, wow, he's playing way better. It's like, no, he's just actually playing in a system that's doing something and moving yeah. the ball and, and allowing him to use screens and and get open yeah. shots. Because he's actually doing all right in 26 minutes. He's shooting 51%, 39 from three, 84 from the line. And he's getting and he's uh, averaging 11.8, two and three. So he's still putting up pretty good numbers for a team that has no offensive system, right? Yeah. So if he was in a system, he'd be much, much more effective. Um, at least I think anyway. What do you think, Amber? What do you think about Hill? Hill play? You know what? He's another one of those players where I was happy to have him at first. I was happy to have him. But once you started looking at OKC's offense and how they started running it, like the past, I want to say eight or nine games, I'll say. So I'll say the last half of the games. George Hill's not the type of player that – can't play in a system i guess you you know when you think about i'm thinking about where he's been cleveland you know what you're gonna get you have lebron 
Um, San Antonio knew what she was going to get. You had Pop. Uh, and even in Indiana, uh, when he played in Indiana, they had a, you know, um, a system in Indiana. So he's one of those players where he fits well into a system. This offense for OKC is so erratic. Uh, a lot of young players. And sometimes it's hard for veteran guys to play with young players. Um, not, yeah. not all veteran players can play with young players. And that's a huge adjustment. A lot of these guys would not see the floor if OKC had their same roster as last mm. year. So you have to think these young players have been thrown into the fire and you have this vet- veteran guy with finals experience. I know you guys are going to dog me for the finals experience about, you know, his mishap, but. <laughs> it happens. Those, those finals things happen. It's not really a big deal in my okay. opinion, you know, it happens. Yeah, it happens, but you have to look at, okay, we have this guy that, Yes, he's good at knocking down the three, but if the offense is stagnant, the ball's not moving, then you're not going to get those three-point shots that you normally get in a system where the ball is moving, at least side to side, or at least north and south in a positive direction. And My coach called it a positive direction because he says if you're not going anywhere with the ball north and south, then you're not moving positive. So that's what I'll call it, a positive direction. And you're getting downhill and you're creating shots for others is what OKC did a lot last year with those three guards. But that's not the same this year. So you got SGA going downhill. This is the only thing I'm going to say about SGA before the rant. You got SGA going downhill. But now he's seeing a different type of defense collapsing because the defenses, the defenses aren't honoring who's on the perimeter. And where is George Hill going to get his shot? Can he create his own shot? Eh, kind of, sort of, yes. But would you rather have him shooting open jumpers? Yes. So rather than asking him to create from for himself. So I think that's where the problem lies. Well, what I like about George Hill, though, is that because he's a decent secondary ball handler and all right in the pick and roll, he's going to have opportunities to get his own shot, especially in a, in a spread offense. And one of the most appealing things for him is because he's been in, like, Cleveland, he's been in Indiana, been in high-level uh, positions where he's had the experience to go to finals, you can see that he can still play off the ball as well as play on the ball sometimes. I think that's going to be one of the biggest appeals for teams that are competing right now and why I think we can get a late first for him. Now, I'm not sure what teams could use him. Um, do you guys have any ideas on some teams that might be able to use him? Yeah, I think there's a – I mean, there's definitely a lot of teams that could use him, but um, only a couple of them are actually like competing – like I think I think a team that could use him could be a team like Dallas. The problem is Dallas isn't competing. So but right. you know they they want to. So maybe they could they could go out try and get him. Um another team that I was thinking about that I don't I don't think that they would do it. Um because they already traded with OKC this offseason, but OKC traded with everybody. But maybe Philadelphia, but their their chemistry Philly. is pretty good right now. Um mm-hmm. and then um, Laura, we talked about this, like the Clippers, um, could be good, but I'll also say possibly like Portland, just because Portland, their entire team is just injured. Um, they could right. use somebody to come off the bench because they actually need some, cause they've got Damon CJ that'll be able to be there. But if you have Damon CJ and then it's like, okay, Dame's off CJ's on, like you could just throw George Hill next to CJ and it would work great in my opinion. Um, Ooh. like He's a much better, you know, ball handler than a guy like like a Gary Trent. Um, I would much rather right. have George Hill 
football than him. So those are kind of the teams I, think, I thought. I think, I think Philly would be a good fit for George Hill. I, I really do think they need a guard. Like I, I just don't view Ben Simmons in the same way yeah. anymore. Where I, I thought he was a guard before, but he looks more of a forward now. He's like a more of a secondary point forward because he doesn't run pick and roll. He never runs pick and roll, and he's not. Hmm. Oh, I like. Looks like Lori. I'll probably like come back in a minute or so. But uh, look at his, his face. I'll transition us. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we got Lori back. Uh, it took a little bit, but um, we're <laughs> back. We'll transition. We can't even remember what he was talking about. It's been like ten minutes. <laughs> so we'll get into the the G League uh, players. Then what we think about OKC sending. I can read off the list right now. Uh, Josh Hall, Moses Brown. Uh, Poku and Ty Jerome down to the OKC Blue uh, bubble. Um, what do we, Laura? What do you think about that? Uh, I, I wish Poku didn't go down. I would have loved him to have just stayed up on the senior team. Just play him. What do you got to lose? Like, I, I, I get some people are impatient. They don't like him that the way he's playing, but that's irrelevant this season. You just give him as much experience as you can. Um, so I, I was a little bit like it's it's a good move, but I was a little bit disappointed they actually did it. With the others, uh, it's a wash. I just want Josh Hall to get more playing time. I want Josh Hall to sort of develop a bit more. But the others, mm, meh. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it just makes it to where the bench will no longer be entertaining to watch. Like it used to be, like the bench comes on, and it's like you know what I can root for Poku. You know, go Poku, right. give him the ball. I want to watch him shoot. Now it's, oh no, root for Hami, Hami, and and Roby. And I don't really have a lot against Roby. It's just like Roby likes to shoot. Um, Hami likes to shoot. Justin Jackson's gonna get a lot of playing time. What does he do? Oh, he just shoots. Um, <laughs> I don't. Who's the backup point guard? Is it Hami? Or that's Kenneth my. That was Will- my question. That was my question. Like. If Tail's starting, like who handles the ball for that second oh. unit? There will be no passing. It is a whoever brings Hamadon. the ball up gets to shoot. Yeah, I just I just don't see this obsession with Harmy right now. To be honest, that even the fans like, oh, he's been impressive. He does the same thing every time. Drives in, hangs in the air, and then makes it up as he's sitting in the air. Yeah, pretty much. And it's so, not fun to watch. Like the highlights are fun to watch, but yeah. actually watching him do it. But the is low not- lights the low lights must be hella if we ever made a low light video, it would be fun. <laughs> it's like three times as long as this highlight oh. compilation. It is not good. He is not is not a ball head. And I remember I would jokingly <laughs> like say like point homie in the bubble um last year in the playoffs. That was a joke. Point homie is not good. <laughs> Dude, like, and like Williams isn't somebody that I want to be my point guard. Um, oh, I love him though. I love his game so much. Yeah, I think he's decent. I don't think he'd be a very good point guard, but I yeah, like he's him. Not on a the great floor. point guard, but yeah, I like it's ah. Oh, they need somebody. They need to sign somebody. Dennis they need Smith? to trade for somebody. 
Dennis Smith. Yeah, Dennis Smith. That'd be amazing. Dennis Smith. I mean, he's available, right? So oh, is Kevin just... Knox. Yeah. Aren't they both? Aren't they both going? To, no, Dennis Smith is going to the G League. Yeah. Uh, Kevin mm. Knox. Does he even see the floor for the Knicks? Not really. Okay. I, I don't remember him playing much for the Knicks. So. Yeah. He's and available. What, hey. Trade them, George Hill. Get us a SGA, point. Is, SGA's buddies. SGA. And oh Hamadou, no. And Hamadou. Hamadou. Oh no. <laughs> We're building the UK squad. <laughs> yeah, they are buddies. I forgot they were all mm. buddies. Yeah, they are yeah. all buddies. Yeah. So, I, I'm trying to think of who OKC could get. You know, because after George Hill has surgery, do you think you guys? You think guys think that they will trade him? Or you think they're gonna? Yeah. Keep him? No, okay. they'll trade him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. So. I think. Like once you start a guy like a Teo, where it's like a nineteen-year-old rookie, yeah, got to keep him. There. You don't want to send him back to the bench. Like you want to keep those guys starting when you're rebuilding. If you're contending yeah. for a championship and they're subbing in, it's like okay, go back to the bench. But or, or unless he just comes out and it's like George Hill comes back, it's like oh yeah, in the last month he's averaged four points on twenty-five percent shooting, and it's like this guy is bad, which, which I highly. Happen. So I think. And I don't think George Hill's going to want to come off the bench. So I think they will trade him. They'll probably line something up, you know, before he comes back and then just send him away. But, oh. That's, that's tough. That That's tough that OKC really doesn't have a true backup like PG, now that I'm thinking about it. And Hamadou's going to be the, the end of me, I swear. You know who PG. we can bring in? He's going to end me. <laughs> we need to bring in Raymond. Maybe call up Samaje Christian. No. Um, no. <laughs> who are some of the other really bad backup point guards? Well, Cameron okay, Payne is that. playing very well this season, by the way. Cameron Payne is playing well this season, but, you know, he's in Phoenix, probably loving his situation in Phoenix, so we can't get Cameron Payne back. Yeah, darn. Darn it. He was That's the a, one that brought us Taj Gibson. <laughs> Such a knee slapper. Darn it. But I don't know, guys. Who who would you want to see in OKC? Back <laughs> Laurie, what do you just have Dennis up your sleeve? Just Dennis. Just bring okay. Dennis, Dennis Smith, Smith in. Send a second round okay. pick and bring him in. Just play him. I would love it, that. It kind of, I think that would be yeah. a trade. We're kind of in a really weird position. I, I think that we will end up falling down to getting a higher pick in the end. I think these wins that we're getting right now, like it's great for attitude building, but I think ultimately what's going to happen is we're going to end up near the bottom. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that what are we going to do with the pick? If we're going to grab a guard, then someone like Dennis Smith might be a waste of time, but he is expiring now. He's on like the end of his rookie scale deal. So bringing yeah. him in might be just an okay um, move. You know, just give him some time and see what he has. Why not? Yeah. So. That that would be a nice little like trial piece because if you're at the end of your rookie deal and you go down to the G League, not saying a yeah. lot about you know your future with that team. So give him a trial. Um, it ends up being good because if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we've got obviously we've got SGA, we've got Teo, and if you have Dennis Smith and he comes off the bench and he, and he plays solid and it's like, okay, he could be a backup point guard. You look at Cade Cunningham and you're like, well, we've also got Dort, who's 
pretty yeah. much a shooting guard. Like, do we need him? Like, do you yeah. go mobile? Like, if you obviously if that's if you're picking one, but if you have those types of options, um, knowing that you have like kind of the guard position pretty much locked up, unless you want to, you know, get Hami out of there, but you know. What do you guys think about Malik Monk? Well, he, he balled out. Game. Man, where has where has Malik Monk, Monk been? I mean, he scored 26 points total the whole season, and it just goes berserk last night. Like I, lo- I, I love I Malik been, Monk. I think he's been lost in the shuffle. Devontae Graham has, like, really stepped up. He had a good game last night as well. Then you signed mm-hmm. Terry Rozier. Then you drafted Lonzo Ball, and it's like, okay, where does Malik Monk – where does his minutes come from? I would love him on OKC, honestly, as a, as a microwave scorer. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. He's on the end of is, his rookie scale as well. Are we in Kentucky now? Like, is <laughs> Oklahoma City – is this like a, a Kansas City is actually in Missouri? Is Oklahoma City actually in Kentucky? Because, <laughs> because everybody's just like, let's bring in this Kentucky guy. You know, just mm. bear him up. I, I hear we're trading for Cat. Um, <laughs> that's that's all the rage on Thunder Twitter right now is trying to trade for Carl Anthony Towns. I'm really? like, no. I'm like, please, no. <laughs> no. No. And I'm shocked he's playing basketball this season with all the things that he's been through. Like, that is so very my... shocking. Oh, that yeah. is very so shocking. My... Let's G League check, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we always kind of go helter skelter, but it's okay. Yeah. It's our podcast. We do what we want to do. We don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what we've been kind of talking about, but not really talking about the entire time. Right. Lori, I think you need to start us off. This is what I'll take the title out of something that one of us says. How about, how about As- we start with Amber? Because Amber requested this last week. <laughs> so okay, we can start yeah. with her. And then I, you can go, and I'll go last. All right, you go last. Okay. Yeah. I here's my thing with SGA. It won't be long because I've already. Don't lie. It, <laughs> Forty-five <laughs> minutes later, <laughs> doing a Charles Barkley. I've already right. admitted some of my frustrations <laughs> with SGA. Like I've already talked about some things that I don't like. What mm. I do like. What he's done, I'll say some positive things. He's still getting downhill. He's still being aggressive. He's finishing at the rim, I think, better this season. From what I've seen, he's finishing a little bit at the rim better this season. Now, he's not taking the best three-point. Those step-back threes just annoy me. I guess because he gets his shot off so slow. It has like a little hitch to me. It looks like it has a hitch. I don't know if anybody is, is watching that, but his shot looks like a little hitch. I don't like the step-back threes from SGA. Like, if he's spotting up and shooting the ball, yes. But those step-back threes, he's added that to his game for some reason. He started doing it last season. And I was like, okay, but he hit some big step-back threes. So we're like, okay, SGA, like, all right. And then this season is kind of like he does it out of desperation because he's doing a lot of ISO. And the shot clock's running down, and boom, you get a step-back SGA three, which is not something that I want to see because he's not that type of three-point shooter. He can spot up and shoot the ball like if somebody kicks it to him. But that step back three is so difficult to hit with the balance and the core strength and the leg strength and the arm strength. I know I'm getting technical here, guys, but I'm just being honest. Those shots are more difficult. So he's making shots more difficult for himself than what they have to be. Now, there's a lot of things that OKC isn't (laughs) doing well as an offense, but – 
if he's going to be the leader that I want him to be, I'm just going to say me, I'm going to be selfish and say me, then he has to get this offense in some type of direction, find some type of identity. He can't be one dimensional on offense, which I'm not saying he's one dimensional, but at times he can get one dimensional. SGA is not an ISO player. It's, it's just not, he doesn't have the team around him to be an ISO player either. And that's very important. People don't realize that if you're an ISO player, you need the team around you to be able to shoot the ball. Like James Harden was an ISO player for Houston, but they had shooting around him in Houston. And so when you don't have that team around you to be an ISO player, but you feel like you have to be an ISO player because you are leading a team in scoring as a young player, that can get very frustrating for you going from a team that uh, went above and beyond expectations last season and playing with a veteran guy like Chris Paul and playing with a guy like Dennis Schroeder and Gallo and Steven Adams, you go from that to this, that's a drastic change for SGA. Now he's the guy. Now everybody's looking at him like, okay, you're the guy now. You are the guy. You don't have those pieces around you that you had around you last year. What can you do? Show me, SGA, show me. And I think that pressure would be lifted off of him if he had a consistent second scorer next to him. Or they can go back and forth. Like one night somebody has 25, one night he has 20. That takes the pressure off of a young player. But OKC is so young. And it's like, I think he feels like, okay, if I don't score this possession, are we going to score? And sometimes it looks like that. But he will get better. He will improve, hopefully. I think the offense needs some tweaking. But maybe he can, you know, get his flow on offense going on the defensive end or something like that. Makana and I were talking uh, while you were on a break, Lori. We were, <laughs> we were talking a brief break. And see if OKC can get three great offensive possessions in a row. I said five at first. That's a little much for a young team. Three good offensive possessions in a row. And build off of that. Just build off of something. This ISO ball is just not working for me. But that's my rant. Good and bad. Okay. I'll go next. Start off before people get mad at me. Um, I'm going to say I like SGA. I want SGA on this team. I want him for the future. I, I think he's a very good player. Having said that, I do not want him playing point guard. I, I you know, I do not want that. Sam, I am. I do not want that. Nor do I want green eggs and ham. I don't know. Um, I, I don't want him playing point guard at all. He, I don't think he has the feel of the game for a point guard. I think he's a terrific scorer. But that's that's what he is. I mean, if you look at a guy like, you know, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, um, even go up to James Harden, great players, great scores. But I don't want them bringing the ball up the court every single play because they're there to score, and that's what SGA should be there to do. And when OKC is running their offense through SGA, it is very ISO oriented because that's what you know he feels more comfortable doing. I don't think he has the the ability right now, or you know, maybe he could develop it, but running a true offense, that's not something that he I don't see him being able to do. Um, that's why I think Teo is is perfect on this team. Will Teo ever be better than Shea Gilgis Alexander? I do not think so. I, I doubt it. 
Um, could he? Yeah. I mean, obviously I hope he gets better because, you know, the better somebody is, you know, the better the team is, but Teo can at least go out there. And the problem is when Teo goes out there, SGA is taking the ball up the court and Teo is just kind of standing there when Teo is the guy that should have the ball in his hands because he's not looking to score. He's looking to say, okay, where do I pass? I, I watched him in, uh, against Houston and there were plays where he doesn't even have the ball and he's pointing in directions. I don't think I've ever seen Shea do that. Oh, hey, you know, you cut that way. Never does that. Um, he's there and he calls for the ball. He, you know, Amber brought it up. He he t- makes shots way too difficult for himself. And I get the appeal of that, you know, just believing in yourself. You know, Kobe loved to just go out there and, you know, just yeet it. But I'm sorry, Shay, you're not Kobe. Um, yeah, you can make difficult shots, but being able to just pull off consistent step back jumpers. Yeah, people praise Luka Doncic for making step back jumpers. He is one of the most inefficient scorers in the NBA, but people will give him all the praise because he makes highlight plays. SGA needs to calm down. He plays way too confident in his is in himself. And Amber, I think you said it perfectly when you were like, he feels like he has to score. OKC won't score. That's not what this team is about right now. It's not about winning. It's about developing players and passing the ball and creating an offense and creating a system because this is the core of what the team will be. Him and Baisley, at least, are here for the foreseeable future. I don't think OKC has any plans to move on from them. But the problem is both of those players get the ball, and it, and it seems like they just want to ISO. And Baisley, and, and yes, they pass, but almost every time they get the ball, it seems like they want to ISO, and, and Shea will just chuck a shot um, a lot of the times. And the problem is that he'll still have a good box score. So people will look at it like, oh, he played well. Like, I think he shot over 50% against Houston. I thought he played horribly. I thought it was the worst game he's played all year. He had multiple, like, late in the first half or first quarter. OKC, you know, I think it was Houston had like 38 points at this point. He's running up the court. He jumps behind half court. He just jumps with the ball in his hands as the defender approaches. He has to throw the ball, you know, because he can't land with the ball. It's a travel. Throws it right to the defense. They come down. I think they hit a three. Then later, you know, as the shot clock's winding down and the or the game clock's winding down, he's like, all right, I'm going to try step back three. Like, no, don't don't just try step back threes to try step back threes. They miss it. OKC, I think, gets the offensive rebound, or maybe Houston scored. They got the ball back, and they're running up, and the ball gets past the SGA, and he's open. He's open for a three with, I don't know, three seconds left in the first. Oh, quarter. man. He tries to put the ball. I don't know if he tried to put the ball on the ground or just. He tried to go, he tried to go through. I'm like, it, why? Shoot the ball. Was not yes. good. I was, was yelling rough. at my TV. Oh. Not happy. So was I. It but was I, I, so I was. I was using colorful words. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Shoot the ball!" <laughs> this is a PG. This is a rated G podcast, by the way, guys. <laughs> this is yeah. why we pause. We just play. Oh. <laughs> Shoot the ball! Absolutely. Ball. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Ah, oh, it's tough. It's tough to watch him playing point guard, and that's like he's a he's a great shooting guard. But I think because you know he kind of came. I think it was a point guard in in L.A. If I'm remembering correctly, um, before he came to OKC. But then he came to OKC and he played the two. Chris Paul was the point guard. Yeah, like 
there there was no doubting the fact that Chris Paul was the point guard. And then everybody was like, okay, he's been mentored by Chris Paul. He's the point guard now. And like, yeah, he 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 took some things from Chris Paul. His craftiness, his drawing fouls, he's gotten that from Chris Paul. Um, but he didn't learn the game managing portion. Um, and that's something that you want your point guard to have. You know, that's why I look at Teo and I think he's like the perfect guy. I mean, mentored by, you know, like a Tony Parker type where it's like, yeah, he's not going to go out and be, you know, all-star, 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 but he'll go out there and he'll lead your team. He can be a three. I think SGA could be maybe a two on a championship winning team. If, if the one is like really good. Um, If not, I think he'd have to be a three and unless all of a sudden he developed into somebody better. And I think OKC fans are treating him like he's the, the Kevin Durant that's going to lead us championship or something like that. Like he's not that type of player. He never will be. I hope he does, but I don't, I don't think he'll ever get to that. Oh, top five player. I don't think he'll ever be like a help. Maybe the best he'll ever get. is like top three shooting guard could be the best. Um, Like, you know, behind like a Booker, um, a Beal. And obviously, you know, young guys coming in, but, you know, he's just going to be an, a solid player that could maybe make a couple of all-star games, but don't treat him like he's some future, you know, super duper star, like a Kevin Durant, LeBron James, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo type player. He's not. Mm-hmm. That's my rant. Lori. All right. Okay. So um, I'm not going to tell Thunder fans what to do. Okay. So my 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 thing with SGA is I have always only viewed him as a secondary ball handler. An elite level secondary ball handler or a lower level one option. So I agree with you, Makana, when you say that he isn't the next Kevin Durant. I agree with that. He, he he's not the next generational guy that will carry us to, you know, deep into the playoffs. Like I'll be very surprised if he's by himself as the one and we make the second round. Like it's, it's not a knock on him. I just don't see that guy in SGA. I just don't see it. Now I can be wrong. He's only 22. Um, and he's also a very, he's a pretty efficient player. Like he's shooting like 61% or 62% true shooting. Because he doesn't take a lot of volume. Like, he's not a high-volume shooter, which is one of his strengths. Is the fact that every shot that he generally takes, he counts, right? Gets to his spots. Um, he's obviously a, a, a wonderful scorer. Has a very deep bag. Can do a lot of different things um, in the scoring portion. And he will get his uh, against most defenses. Now, my biggest criticism with him is his lack of feel for the game. So I agree with you, Makana, in terms of like his feel for the game is, to me, it's more of a scoring mentality first, and then I'll look for others second. If I get caught, if I get stuck, um, or if I get um, if I need to pass somewhere just to move the ball. And this is where I think Teo is a better is a better floor general, a, bo- a better ball handler than him. Is because he's a ball mover. He doesn't just move, like he doesn't hold the ball for too long. He moves it to where it needs to be. And to me, if you're doing that at 19, as soon as you reach 20, 21, 22, 
he's going to be a very, very, very good point guard in terms of being able to direct the offense, being able to direct where people need to be, finding the right option, making the right choices. With SGA, if you see a lot of his drives, like the ones he makes are beautiful, right? They're pretty, they're great to watch. But against bigger bodies, against length, when he's stopped on his tracks, he can't go anywhere because, one, he's not quick enough to go around players. Two, savvy defenders that are able to move their feet always stay in front of him. And this is my problem with him is once the defense has collapsed, he doesn't really have any idea on where to move the ball to. It always ends in a turnover. Yeah. Almost exclusively almost ends in a turnover because he doesn't have the IQ, uh, the passing IQ of a, of a playmaking guard to know where the ball has to go. So when I see him running the offense, it becomes isolation heavy. Now, I kind of disagree with you, Amber, in terms of like him not being an isolation player. Because I think he's an excellent isolation player specific player types. Against bigger types, he can't move them. And he can't get around them because they're too long and they're too strong. But he can get his own on most players. So I think he is an isolation player. But what I don't like is when he's dribble, 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 dribble. And then the offense just stops. And we go nowhere. Like We actually go nowhere. Yesterday against Houston... We were down like 28. He went text out of the game. And then we start moving the ball, running sets. We start cutting into the lead. He comes back in. But he wasn't a big part of the offense when we cut the lead down to 15. The ball kept moving. Then as soon as the other starters came in, it was dribble, 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 dribble. And it's back to 22. So that's my, my biggest criticism of SGA. I just don't think he's that guy that, that we can have as our primary ball handler or if he's going to be a person that's handling the ball, he needs to have another guy next to him that can handle the ball. He, he he's not he's not the guy, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, I I totally agree, and I think we're in the minority of Thunder fans that think this. Which I think it's funny how we all kind of came together and like we had talked about it a bunch. And we we're all like. Last episode, we were just like, "Oh, I have something to say about SG." We all had yeah, we right and. That's, I don't know. I think so many OKC fans just look at SGA and they're like, no, he's a point guard. Yeah, but they're so blind. And they're they so don't... blinded by their fandom. Like, I, I said, like, come on, man. Like, see the game for what it is. Yeah. They just want to fall in love with him being a point guard. And it's like, yeah. Like, he's a very good basketball player, but he's not a point guard. Like, yeah, you can see. It's just he's a six, aren't there. What is he, 6'6? Six, six, something like yeah. that, right around there. That shooting guard size, like he may, he has maybe the kind of wiggle of a point guard, you know, the way that he tries to like go through and, and weave, you know, he's got that kind of right. thing, but he doesn't have the quickness. And, and like you brought up, Laurie, the, his, his game management skills are just. He doesn't have it here. Yeah. He just, he doesn't have it. He's not that bad, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's not that bad, but like you know what I mean. Like when you start looking yeah. at high-level players, they got to have this here on where to know where to be on the court. He just doesn't have it. Yeah. Now he might improve, but I don't think that that's his particular strength. Like, have you seen him this year? Like, drive and actually make a good pass. I've seen like the odd pass, but considering he has like twenty-eight percent of usage rate, it's not enough. Yeah. Like I've seen Teo make way more cross-court passes that are beautiful in a lesser role than what I have yeah. with SGA, and he's a rookie. I, 
So, yeah, it's <laughs> tough to watch. Yeah, yeah. Tails a natural point guard though, and you can just kind of tell that it just comes natural for him on the court. Overseas, yeah. it was it was natural for him, and it's natural for him in the NBA, and that might help SGA this season. So as much as we've, uh, hmm. we've talked about SGA, you know, trying to be that ball dominant point guard, well, quote unquote point scoring guard, I guess you can say, right. maybe Mark can get some offense where Teo is running the show and SGA can do his thing, but yeah. maybe Teo can put him in better positions to do his thing. So maybe we can I see, see so, some of that. Yeah, I see so much of Tony Parker in Theo Melodon though, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like you can see so much of his game is, is in Teo's game right now. And that's what I absolutely love. I love Tony Parker when he was with the Spurs. He was underrated every single season. And he was so good. And I see a lot of Parker in Melodon. You can just see the, the way that he approaches the game. Yeah. Now all we need is like a Tim Duncan caliber player and we're set. <laughs> And a man yeah, just add you. that, and we're good. You know, get that's you what a we need. Get you a get. Oh, you got well. Get you. We a got Hami. Hami's man. No, no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you were just out of line for that, McConaughey. That is just out of line. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we got to express ourselves in SGA. I was getting kind of a bit antsy with the game sometimes when I watch him play. Yeah, and I think he has room to grow, room to develop. And you know what's so good about it? He's crazy young. I love that. I love that he's young. He's not like 27, 28. We're like, okay, SGA, like what's going on? He's so young. And that's the beauty of young players that we get to watch grow and develop. So. I'm I'm very happy to see him take that next step, but I just want it to be more controlled in a better field. That's all. All right. Yeah. I think that sounds pretty good. Um, everybody, make sure to go follow us all on Twitter. Amber is simply me underscore AV. Lori is Giola388, correct? That's it. Yes, nailed it. Yes. Um, and then I am at... Teo Burner. <laughs> okay. That's where I tweet all my OKC stuff. And then follow the podcast as well at Worst Take OKC. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the like. If you're listening on Spotify or or maybe this will be on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if it'll be out there um, yet. Next episode should be on Apple Podcasts, though. Um, hit the uh, you know follow, subscribe, rate, review, whatever the podcast platform has. Make sure to do it. Helps us out. Um, and we'll be back next week, hopefully. Um, you know, Teo has dropped, I don't know, maybe a, an 80-point game by then. Um, you know. <laughs> he can go Van Fleet. Van Fleet had a the game in his life tonight, so he can go Van Fleet. Yeah. That, that'll be perfectly fine as well. I Shout out. That. Shout out to them. Hopefully Miami keeps on losing. Hopefully Houston starts losing. Um, they're on a huge win streak. Now that they traded away Harden, they're like the number one defensive team in the NBA. But, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you all next time.